Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast. And as per usual, you know the drill by now, I'm going to be kicking the ball over to uh, this week. It's just going to be Randall and I for a little uh, mostly video games chit-chat. We actually talk a bunch about uh, some games. I haven't had a ton of time to play them quite yet, or even any time to play some of them quite yet, but we talk about a few games from... uh, some of our pals that we've met over the years in the Discord in particular, we really talk about a lot of uh, Ando, or uh, I, I should say Ando from OSAT Games, uh, who's made Go Go Pogo Girl, um, most recent game Kid Bubblegum, which I've played just a tiny, tiny bit of, um, but that's kind of what got the ball rolling with just like kind of ranting and raving about how good his games are, I guess not ranting, but <laughs> raving about how good his games are. Um, our pal Johan Peitz actually just released a game, talk a little bit about some of his stuff as well. Um, and also, I guess I'll just give a quick shout out here, uh, something that we didn't get a chance to talk about in another game that I've had just a quick second to play, like a couple quick runs and not even fully understand what's going on. But our pal uh, Sebastian Lind, uh, and we've talked about cards with personalities from him a bunch of times in the past, um, both the Pico 8 version and like the full proper Steam version or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but he just put out a new game as well called Fungus Reaper. And it's like a top-down roguelike situation. Again, I've only played like two runs and not even proper because I was like, oh, I think I kind of skimmed through some of that tutorial stuff. So I got to reread what, because you can do this like teleport move that is on like a reset timer. But basically the the core conceit of the game, it's like a top-down, you know, dungeon-crawling roguelike kind of situation, at least the best that I can tell. And you're kind of like roaming around and then you'll see uh, enemies on like the overworld map and you'll kind of bump into them to initiate a battle. And then it goes to this new kind of top-down grid same same deal but like a little more zoomed in almost and then you start battling these like waves of enemies that are raining down almost like a match three puzzle kind of situation like they're coming down from the top of the screen and if they reach the bottom of the screen they do damage to you kind of like it's almost like if they cross that finish line um but you can like again teleport around the screen once you're in this uh battle mode on on a timer but then you can just like attack enemies and then as you attack and kill enemies and beat them almost like Pokemon style or something you like or monster rancher or whatever. I don't know. You get like some new um, creatures or fungus, uh, you know, creatures or whatever that you can plant on your, it's almost like ends up playing a little more like a tower defense game. than in that case, once you have a few, uh, I think at, at least I've only been able to have about three of them in my like party or whatever you want to call it at a time. And then be able to drop those around and kind of play them. Okay. I'm going to put this one over here that has this effect on the enemies. This one, like, you know, acts more like a shield to just absorb damage so that I can have more time to get over there. It's a really interesting game that I truly have not played enough of to to really say anything much about how it works all that much. So I probably will talk about it some more in the future because I really, really am digging what I've uh, played so far. I love the music, love the vibes. It's no surprise being that it's uh, another game from Sebastian Lind and I'm such a huge fan of uh, his stuff. But yeah, just awesome, awesome stuff. And then, yeah, Randall and I will end up veering into some like retro stuff, some Mario stuff stuff, uh, just all sorts of video game chit chat from there. And then really the other stuff that I've been playing as of late is uh, actually just uh, yesterday. We finally did our uh, Mario Kart 8 marathon now that all the uh, DLC tracks are out. So there are, I believe, if we did the math correct, there's 96 courses. And uh, yeah, yesterday we got together around noon. Actually, it was more like two o'clock by the time we got started with all the technical issues, which I will say um, we've had a lot of technical issues with like the Internet. Um online play with Mario Kart in the past and we ended up finding like an article or a video or something online that said try like deleting all the wireless like networks that you have saved on your switch and even the one that you're currently using delete them all 
and just reset up the one that you're trying to connect to. And then we did that. And to play it safe, we didn't uh, we didn't do like any long tournaments. We just did each like four pack of tracks at a time and then recorded our numbers just in case we got disconnected. But actually, once we reset all that stuff, we never got disconnected again for the rest of the uh, day. And we played for about nine hours or yeah, we left around 10 o'clock. So I guess it was like eight hours. We took a bunch of breaks and then we ordered like a huge pizza from the local place. Um, I brought a couple six packs over, which is so weird that I, I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, I really love like drinking these Michigan beers all the time. And I literally never had a Michigan beer before I moved to Chicago and then started like, you know, enjoying a drink here and there. And then I'm like, okay, well now I love these Michigan beers. And it's like, I have this like connection to them. And I obviously don't really, other than the fact that I grew up here, but anyways, I, I brought over a couple beers from uh, bells and from uh, shorts. And I actually really ended up liking both those. I had like a strawberry shortcake beer from shorts and then just uh double cream stout from bells but that's besides the point uh <laughs> it doesn't feel quite the same talking about what i'm drinking without uh the other guys here but uh but yeah we ended up playing some mario kart and we started with the newest uh eight tracks first and actually after that batch i was like oh man i'm doing pretty good here i'm in third place out of the five of us that were there and as you know if you've heard me talk about this before i'm always uh last of all the human players uh there was one time i think um I came in second to last, I think, but that might not even be 100% correct. We might have like ended partway through because of a disconnection or something like that. But yeah, I actually won the first race and then, yeah, I was doing pretty well. But then once we really got into I was hanging in there a little bit once we were still playing all the DLC tracks because we just worked our way backwards all the way to the like the very first cup. Um, but yeah, by the time we got to like the core tracks that those guys have played like a million times over and over, at least quite a bit more than I have, like they're just smoking me. I ended up in last place by a long shot. Like I think I was like four or 500 points behind first place, which is ridiculous, almost shameful. But at the same time, it's like these guys have played so many hundreds of hours of this game. I can't let it get to me, but it was definitely a marathon. Like by the end of it, especially you know, knowing that I was out of the <laughs> out of the hunt, it was kind of like, OK, let's just plow through these guys. Uh, but it still was a ton of fun. And it's still so awesome that Nintendo has supported this game for so long. And I'm kind of like we were talking about it when we were leaving. I was like, what? And I'm sure we've talked about this on the podcast, too. But it's like, what are they going to do with Mario Kart after this? Like they can't uh, like can, but I can't really see them just being like, here's Mario Kart nine with you know, eight sets of tracks or even 16 sets of tracks because it's like, man, look at this huge package. Like, how can we start over from scratch again unless they do something totally new, fresh or different, which Nintendo loves to do. But at the same time, it's just a little bit. I don't know. It'd be a shame to not have them just keep building on this package. But at the same time, it would be cool to see them do something new with uh, Mario Kart because we were talking about, too, with all the like playing the 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 levels that were from the original game last you really see how much they lean into like that vertical like wall riding hover craft mode or whatever you want to call it and it is kind of like disorienting the camera the way it moves around you just kind of you got to kind of let like the track almost like just pull you in the direction when you go up these vert ramps and stuff and like I don't know they're they're I would like to see what they would do next. I don't know. I'm curious, I guess I should say is all. And then really the only other game that I've been playing, which I'm not going to talk a ton about because we probably will dig into it uh, once uh, all the guys are here. But I've also been playing a bunch of Super Mario Brothers 3 uh, on the NES, just actually on like the Switch online service, mostly because I've mentioned it and Randall as well. Like we've mentioned it so many times while talking about Super Mario Brothers Wonder. And again, I've played Super Mario World so, so many times. And I was thinking like this game has a little more of a Mario 3 feel or flavor to it to me, but I also don't have that game like baked into my brain. I've definitely beat it a number of times, but like Mario World is like 
a yearly event that I ripped through that game all 96 exits, if not more frequently than that. Where Mario 3, I definitely do try to like clear each individual stage in the game, no whistles or anything like that. I did as a kid, of course, but um, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun. I'm on World 8. It is like I still definitely vastly personally prefer Super Mario World, but Super Mario 3 definitely is a really, really charming game. And the fact that they were able to get all that stuff pulled off on the NES, like looking at Super Mario Brothers 1 to the, you know, the leaps and bounds that they made to Super Mario Brothers 3, like the way the gameplay feels, it's just so smooth. Um, the gameplay, like the level design is just like a little bit more frustrating at times and like a little less, um, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's just like a little less, it's more like about like nailing these super tight jumps, uh, and like dodging, which Super Mario World gets that way too, where it's almost like bullet hell style I've talked about before, where you're like dodging all these enemies and, uh, piranha plant fireballs and stuff like that. And you're definitely doing that in Mario three as well. Um, but something about maybe it's just like a little easier to use the cape to kind of navigate that stuff than it is to use the raccoon suit to kind of flutter around. It's a very similar mechanic, but the fact that you just have to kind of like keep tapping and just the way the flying works, I guess, is a little different. But I, I still don't think that's the main reason or anything like that. But yeah, I really have been having fun playing through this one. I started getting stumped on like, a, you know, I was ripping my way through. But once you get to like World 5, 6, even World 4 a little bit, things start getting pretty tough. And then, yeah, 7 and 8. Uh, really, really start ramping up the difficulty. And again, a lot of times as a kid, I would just like get the whistles, warp to world three, warp to, you know, kind of cruise my way through the game and just get to world eight. And then it's like, okay, well, I definitely don't have the chops to beat these levels now. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And it's, it is cool to see like how much, as much as I was saying, like, I really think Mario Brothers Wonder almost feels like a, not a sequel to Mario three, but it really feels like they were like pulling heavily from that game in particular. But now that I'm playing it, I'm like, no, it feels like a really pretty good balance between Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario Brothers Wonder and a bunch of fresh ideas as well, obviously. But yeah, I really, really have been uh, enjoying playing through that one again. It's kind of been a while and it's always nice to just be able to fire these up on the Switch and, you know, easily just save my progress and whatever. Um, so yeah, it's been a ton of fun. But uh, on that note, I think I can kick it over to uh, Randall and I for the rest of the chit chat here. Yeah, we got pretty much all video game stuff coming up here. So uh yeah, until next week, uh, we will catch you then. And until then, take care. But there are a ton of games sitting on my shelf that I'm ready or shelf, you know, quote unquote digital shelf that I'm pitching <laughs> to stream too. Cause like a couple of like our pals, like that Johan uh, Pites uh, sent over one of his, I think he already actually has a new Pico eight game coming out. Nice. Um, That looks like some kind of cool puzzle game that looked kind of like it looked cool. It looked interesting. It looked, I don't know how to explain it. It looked kind of physics-y and you, hmm. you were like dropping like these balls that looked again like kind of physics or weighty but they were like actually like planets and moons and whatever and then nice. they were like dropping and chaining together and creating combos but then he released another like kind of just like i'm assuming mini kind of metroidvania platformer okay uh thing if not it might just be kind of like a you know maze style platformer maybe maybe even just traditional platformer i don't know but like uh he reached out and sent that our way and then That's ando awesome. just put out uh, a new game of uh his own ando's going for that quadrilogy of uh 
platformers with like uh the the go go pogo yeah. uh, developer oh yeah i um, just put out put out a new one called kid uh kid bubblegum okay um and it was funny it was like the one it was like the day that i was like okay i'm finally gonna get back and like log onto the discord because like the every day that i would like wait and be like okay i'll log in and i'll check it tomorrow and then i'd be like oh man I, there's probably so many messages i'll i'll check it tomorrow like mm-hmm. ah, it's gonna take so long to get caught up i'll check it tomorrow and then eventually i was just like okay today i'm going on and then I had a message from Ando, so I messaged him too, and I was, and he was like, "Oh man, I just released Kid Bubblegum today," and I was like, "Oh, what are the chances of that?" That that's I awesome. Just hopped on the computer today, so ooh, um, oh, I love the aesthetic of that too. That's sweet. Yeah, it's definitely. He's always got that like really like I feel like he really captures that like Sega Master System yeah. era vibe really well, or even um, like um like like higher end like DOS stuff almost and some of the yeah, color palette yeah. going on too like it, it I like it a lot or yeah. even like a Game Gear game yeah almost with like the palettes especially yeah. with this game in particular for sure um, I played I totally just like a it. I played like one level of it just with like keyboard control like I didn't even pull out my controller but it was it was already feeling awesome like. I really do love all the three games of his that I've played uh, yeah. with Spear DX. Uh, I think I've actually played a couple of his other like earlier game jam and like for, uh, free to play games too. But Go Go Pogo Girl, Spear DX, and and just regular Spear too. Um, but Spear DX just being like a souped up version of the original um, with more levels and stuff. Yeah, um, a few a few you know souped up features, and then uh, that Chibi Ninja uh what is that called chibi ninja shino kun treasure of demon tower or whatever yeah um which is the most recent game and i i just found out that that game is coming to switch as well which i'm super pumped about um i know pogo girl is out on switch as well already so i'm like oh man ando's on a little bit of a roll here i'm i'm pretty excited that he's getting getting rolling i think on kid bubblegum i think he did everything i think this is the first one he did like all the music on nice uh which i think it was like to me sounded crazy like he apparently was like just learning like he was like oh i just downloaded this program learning how to make music or like <laughs> right now and then it sounded like i i again i was like kind of playing catch up in the discord so i don't know if i read every message fully and maybe misinterpreted what he was saying but it sounded like i interpreted it as he was saying like i'm making the music for the game shoot so and it sounded pretty, you know, I, I played for five seconds but it you know it had retro flavored you know it sounded it had that retro kind of like janky um, you know, kind of like r- rigidness, if you will. Yes. You know how like some of those retro songs have that, but like it sounded purposeful to me. So yes. like I, you know, it, it sounded didn't sound anything out of place. Like oh man, sounds like a, a rookie making some music here. It sounded like oh this this is perfectly fitting for oh man the game going on here. I love that. Um, but I am curious about it too because I, I will say that on the previous games, I, I don't know about so much on Spear DX now that I think about it, but on Go Go Pogo Girl and uh, Chibi Ninja, I remember the music kind of standing out specifically in those games, particularly in Go Go Pogo Girl. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if uh, Ando channels a little bit of that composer's uh, juices there. Ando's got like. 10 games listed on here on the on the itch.io page Holy yeah moly. yeah goodness i know another one is i might have even talked about it on the podcast magnet man adventures yeah back in the day when i would just like fire off like five indie games on on one episode which is um, that's, that's great uh that was a really fun one and he, and he like every time because i made it put a video out for that one and he was like oh man why'd you cover that game it's garbage or whatever. <laughs> it's like I was like, I get what you're saying in the sense that, like, I can see where if I was the one who made this, like, there are some 
bugs and some flaws in it. Probably like, just an early game you can for, find. But like yeah. this is a really good game that like if you if you polished up this concept, you easily could make a game of the caliber of any of the four platformers that you've released recently that right. I really like a lot. Right. You could easily make a game, you know, if as, as long as you have enough good ideas, which it seems like as soon as he comes up with a gameplay concept and a little twist on it, he's like chock full of, you know, because I think all the games actually no go, go Pogo Girl Actually, it was a little bit of a shorter game in terms of like the number of levels. Yeah. Um, but like uh, Spear DX, I think, has like 100 levels in it. Jeez. Um, for the most I think there's a little bit of scrolling, but, you know, for the most part, they are kind of single screen levels. Yeah. Um, but you still they still take a little bit of time to complete, especially once you get a little later in the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, and same thing with that chibi ninja game too, is had, had like either 80 or a hundred levels. So it's like, man, man. This, and I think this game, I think has 80 levels too. kid Bubblegum. I think Pogo girl had only like 12 or something, but they were a little bit longer for sure. Jeez. Yeah. That game was broken up a little differently. Cause it was like, I think you just played through the four seasons. It was like spring, winter, summer, and fall. Oh, I love um, that too. Obviously not in that order <laughs> as I list them in some weird janky order i love that yeah it's that that game's again they're all awesome i i probably uh, i never finished uh chibi ninja but i i probably would say spear dx is my favorite just because there's so many good ideas in that game yeah uh for the most part kind of bouncing you know kind of i mean there are new there are some new things introduced but like for the most part it's all built on just the idea of you throwing this spear one spear into the wall that can stick into it then you could then jump on as a platform um which i love the concept of yeah and that's all like there's so many like then later in the game there's like again i think i talked about this one on the podcast too, but mm-hmm. like later in the game there's like a slime wall so you like throw your spear and it does still stick in the wall but it like slowly slides down it. the wall and you're like riding it like an elevator love jumping before you hit the spikes like oh man just Again, he, like kind of like I'm sure we'll dig into if we talk about some Mario tonight, but like kind of like just digging it, like taking that one mechanic and just really kind of running with it. You know, did you see that um, he did these like the Sega Genesis tutorials and development yeah. kit stuff? And like, yeah, oh, my gosh, I know that was like kind of a thing. I don't know how much he does of it anymore. He he, he may still be going full tilt. I just know I've talked to him a few times about it where he's like, oh, I like you know, he's like, I spend so much time doing this, but and I know people like it, but he's yeah. like, but I do want to spend more time on like my game. Sure. Yeah. You know, so he's like, yeah, you know, it looks that, like it's on torn. hiatus, at least on per the website. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. It's like all out here. Wow. Yeah. I know he does a lot of like translation work and stuff. I don't know if it's strictly for video games. Maybe it's stuff outside of that, too. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely making a good go at. uh you know, the full solo dev thing. I know he's really trying to make that work. So, right. Um, and he's definitely got the chops. I'm, I'm really a big fan of his games. Again, I, I haven't played any of kid Bubblegum really. So I, but just the two seconds of it that I did play, I was like, all right, all right. Cause it, you like, you can shoot out, you have your little gun, you shoot out bubbles and then you can then jump on those bubbles as like a little, you know, bubble platform. Love it's it. kind of sim- similar to Mario wonder, I guess too. Of course. Um, but uh, and it and it had a thing where like if you time the hop on the bubble just right, you basically do like a super jump, like double the height nice. off of it. So already I'm like, OK, I know he's going to clearly do some cool puzzle platforming or just, I guess, arcade precision platform. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Definitely pumped to check that game out. Play some more of that one. That's sweet. 
Yeah. More more games need to take from the the bubble bobble tree that way. Yeah. It's good. Definitely. Definitely good old bubble bobble. Yeah, that's what that devil world was kind of reminding me of a little bit. That main character yeah. reminds me of the bubble bobble characters. Miyamoto's first console game. I didn't know that was his first. I yeah. knew it was uh him, but I just thought it never came to North America because of the, the devil <laughs> imagery the, and stuff. Yeah, because the devil and the imagery in it. Yeah. Such an evil, such an evil game. <laughs> I'm just so corrupted when I play it. It was okay for, um, for Europe release over time, but not not North America. That game is sweet though. Have you yeah. ever played much of that game? Like in, literally in any form? literally beside I've watched footage of it and I'm like, I'm going to get this game at some point when I see it in person. And then I did, but like I said, I couldn't play it because it wasn't hooked up to my like current TV stuff because we're still moving those things around. But uh yeah, but then I saw like, yeah, oh shoot, it's on the Switch online. Oh my god, Nintendo finally acknowledges it for release in north america after all these years what like 40 years on practically yeah Uh, you know and then like that's basically i think that i booted it up a little bit after you were talking about it in the discord i think i think it might have been the first time i ever actually played it and not just watched it like yeah and i'm like oh no this is and, and i'd watched it before where like you know your area of movement is like being pushed around by the barriers on the side of the screen and like yeah i never had noticed that before yeah yeah, yeah. there's some interesting you know obviously you, you you can be derivative and say it's like a pac-man clone but it's got its own ideas it's got its own fresh on. twists yeah mm-hmm. i definitely like i in the footage that i had seen like i i had never registered that like the the gameplay field was shifting and yeah that you know the other stuff that goes on you know just the slight tweaks of like you haven't have picked up the cross or whatever to pick up the pellets and stuff like i had just yeah written it off as like oh it's just a pac-man game made by miyamoto yeah (laughs) you know just like that never really thought like i'm sure it's cool and fun and charming but never really thought it like had some fresh ideas of its own you know but obviously i should have known yeah but Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just like always on my radar. I'm like, I don't have many Famicom cartridges, but I'm going to get this one when the opportunity yeah. arises. And God, that box art is awesome. I oh, it's that so good. Sticker label is just as good. Yeah, it's so good. I-, I love that box art so much. I was actually Googling earlier to see if like Miyamoto himself was the one that did that art or not. But I couldn't get a, a straight answer on that. OK, OK, that'd be cool. Yeah, I didn't know he was uh, an artist like that. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like what he did at first before. Game oh, design. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which made me think, well, maybe he did, you know. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be I, cool. I, I got I can't always uh, I kind of got it confused because like, that like devil world, whatever that main character's name mm-hmm. is that you play as like it kind of reminds me of that frog that they show on that ninja Jaja Maru. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it really looks similar to that. Yeah. Uh, box art. So I was like, man, I hardly like keep those two games straight. <laughs> even though they're obviously kind of different. But uh, yeah, really that good. ninja Jaja Maru game not feeling it. i talked about that on the saver for the cast recently Uh-oh. i was just like shouldn't say not feeling it but i was i keep like hoping because i know they made that remake yeah uh or not remake but whatever it's like it's not made by the team yeah but yeah they have that like new like version that's on there and right. it's supposed to be good but it like i don't know i was like i know it has some tie to the team that made those uh wild guns and yeah. Pocky and rocky but i think it i think it's just the publisher i don't think it's the oh. development team so mm, okay so i think i did a little digging i was about to buy it one time i was like oh wait it's not the same developers 
I was like, because, yeah, maybe because those games are just made with so much polish and love. And I know. Care. And it's like this game. Well, it, I'm sure maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I was like, it just doesn't look like it's made with that same level of detail. Yeah, because Inan was detail. on a roll with maybe they're just the publisher and not as much the developer on some of these. But like, yeah, they're on a, a hell of a roll there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And they've even published some pretty cool, like, just regular old indie games, too. So That's I shouldn't cool. say regular old, but, you know, just, you know, yeah. they, I think they published at least the physical version like, of, like, Star not Renegades retro revival. on Switch and stuff like that. So, oh, right, exactly. Oh, nice. Yeah. Star Renegades. Yeah, Star Renegades. That one, it's still sitting in my Amazon cart because it's only, like, 21 bucks on Switch. And I'm always like, I should scoop that because that was one Shoot. of those I played on, uh, on uh, Game Pass and never like purchased you know and now yeah. I'm like, oh, well, i don't own that game technically so 21 bucks for a physical copy and it is a roguelike technically but it is like way more campaigny than a yeah. traditional roguelike yeah, so I'm yeah. like that's one where i could definitely I, I wouldn't need to have it like at the ready like down well to like oh i, I would want to have that right on my system you know right that game's so um, beautiful it's oh god it is so awesome looking god ugh. just like I forgot. the layers did you did you in play it, much of that game? Did you play no, I, that? No, I actually, I, I haven't, like, at all. Okay. I've just watched, yeah. like, the trailer and seen gameplay footage here and there. Uh, but it's yeah. always been on my radar. It's a really cool game. I know I talked about it at some point, too. Yeah. Like, it's good, like, just, like, the layers of the gameplay. It's got, like, very a very nice mix of, like, Into the Breach meets Slay the Spire. Oof kind Man. of like strategy to the Man. gameplay. I there's there's no excuse. I should have played it by now. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. There's almost a little too much going on at times, <laughs> but it's like it's it's still sweet. Yeah. I forgot that Inan also announced and it's still not available yet for pre-order, but they're doing the remake of Shadow of the Ninja, which is a uh pretty well received uh NES Oh, that, game. I think that's on the uh, NES online. Is that from uh, Natsume? Yeah. Yeah, that, that game is actually pretty cool. I remember yeah, firing is. that up and thinking like, oh, man, Natsume is an underrated. Oh, big time um, underrated. Yeah, yeah. Natsume's re- that 8-bit era into 16-bit I was just going to say, era. especially the NES. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I know as many of the uh, 16-bit ones. At least if, if I do, I don't know them off the top of my head. But Did they do um, Ninja but I guess Saviors? They, was that them? I don't know, actually. Uh, it might be, actually. Uh, I think it might be. Might, I might be. I might be talking out of turn on that. Maybe that was just Taito and not Natsume. Oh, yeah, it might be Taito. Yeah. Eh, both. The developers, at least on the on the remake, both Natsume, Atari, and Taito are both listed. Okay. So take that with what you will, I guess. Maybe one of them bought the other at yeah. some point. Maybe Atari owns all of them <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Whatever Atari is, yeah. Yeah, I one thing another thing I didn't mention and as we've already recorded for this long is like I tried to I'm like, "Oh yeah, they put like that Resident Evil like Mercenaries 3D on 3DS." Like and mm. I 
Mm -hmm. I bought basically any interesting thing on the 3DS eShop, especially if it was discounted before it closed. And that was one thing I grabbed at one sale at one time because it's Capcom. So, of course, they put it on Super Sale. Yeah. Um, And I I booted it, I think, for the first time uh, today uh, before we started recording. And I'm like, oh, like it actually looks pretty decent for being 3DS, but like holding that in my hands like because i've got the smaller uh like new 3ds and uh, yeah, like yeah. oof like this is already starting to cramp my hands cramp, to like play yeah, an action game like i don't even know if i'm gonna make it through this tutorial level let alone anything else but yeah. it's a whole other mercenaries game on the 3ds of all consoles yeah you know, 3DS although it's a beast it was early enough that i didn't see any ability to use like um that they added that second like right analog nub that thing dongle. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 but it was an early enough game that i don't think they ever patched in the ability to take advantage of that so that's even more awkward for, for yeah. a game like that so like yeah. a 3d game yeah 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 so i don't oh, know if i'm actually shame. gonna go back to that but yeah that's a shame but at least you snagged it on on the cheap and just have it on there on the off chance you feel like firing it up I mean, I, you know, let's say it looks kind of, it looks at least like an Xbox 360 level graphical game. It's kind of impressive okay. considering, you know, it's, um, but yeah, yeah, now, yeah, now that I'm playing what I'm playing on the big TV and the new system, it's, it's a yeah. little tough to go back like, to. Yeah. Sometimes those like handheld versions, like when they're, when they're kind of a more primitive version of the console version, it's yes. just like, yeah, this is cool that it exists, but. I do have the consoles, so I don't I don't need to play this. If the ergonomics were just like a little bit better, I probably would stick with it just a little bit more. But if it's going to hurt me, too, that's that's like one step too far. Yeah. Even that new (laughs) 3DS is like a little bit cumbersome to hold and just grip after a while. It is. You got to have it propped at the right angle to get Mm -hmm. that effect. And then it's like that just you have to hold it so tightly. And yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Tough with the big mitts. 